one of the things that the book The Twin Thieves talks about is um, being like a cow or being like a buffalo and a, in a storm. Um, have you heard mm. heard this analogy before? No. So mm, when not. there's a storm rolling in, a big storm rolling in, the cows will run from it. They'll run away from it. Um, whereas the buffaloes mm. run towards it. And the buffaloes mm. running towards it, they pass right through it because they're running into the storm and they're not caught anywhere long. Whereas the cows are running away from it. So they're actually kind of moving with it. And they end up being in the storm much, much longer than the buffalo. One, two. All right, here we are. Welcome back to another episode of the Go Vertical Podcast. We're in number 17. Um, today, I am not me. We are very excited to be joined by Juanita King. Uh, Juanita is correct. Is that? Yes. I should say. I'm not, it's not like Wayne Nito <laughs> or anything like that. Yeah. You never know. Anyways, <clears throat> Juanita King, who is a regional vice president. Uh, with Arbon, and we are really excited to have her on and hear more about her business journey. Oh, also, she's also Warren's sister, so don't, don't forget that. that as well. <laughs> yep. Uh, she's my anyway. one and only sister. My one and only sister. Yeah. My favorite Fav- sister. Favorite sister. You bet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, guys, are you ready to go vertical? Let's go. <laughs> All right. Well, Warren, what is the tip of the week? All right, tip of the week. This is something fun, and this week I actually thought about it, you know, like more than 30 seconds before the episode started recording. Uh, But anyways, this is something that I was thinking about lately and actually started to achieve, but somebody gave me advice once to make a list, whether that's mentally or actually writing it down, of things in your life that bug you or bother you. So this can be small things around the house. This can be things about your car that need maintained. This can be pieces of equipment in your business. This can be software updates on your computer and make a list of things that really annoy you that you've been pushing off and then schedule some time, maybe three days after you listen to this podcast, schedule two hours that you're going to work on these things. You're just going to take some time and work on these things that don't really maybe make you money or save you money, but they really bug you. And lately I've been kind of forced to do some of these things. We're preparing to receive our first foster child. And so I've been forced to, um, you know, do some of the things on my list that I was kind of pushing off all summer. And so that'd be my tip of the week is make a list of the things that bug you that are kind of in the back on the back burner and just get them done. And you'll be amazing what it'll do for your clarity of like your vision and your clarity of mind. So that's my tip of the week. Get those things that bug you out of the back of your head. Just get them done. Nice. So. Awesome. That's a good tip. Well, like I said, Juanita King is here, uh, formerly Juanita Utsi. Um, thank you so much for taking some time to join us. Uh, we're really excited to have you on board. Um, we were just talking before we started recording how you've listened to every um, podcast. And so I'm sure you noticed that you've been brought up more than once on the podcast, and so it's cool to actually have you on board here. So thanks for joining us. Which makes her one of our number one, yeah, uh, one of our number one listeners since she's yep. listened to every podcast, every every episode of the podcast. It's <laughs> great. Um, so I'm going to start with a couple of questions just to help uh, our listeners get to know you a little bit more. So the first is, can you tell us 
what's your elevator pitch or what you do in a sentence or two? Sure. Yep. So um, as Nick said, I'm a health and wellness consultant with a company called Arbon. And what that basically means is I love helping people make healthier swaps for nutritional needs, skincare, makeup, um, you name it, anything from baby products to men's products, women's products, we have it all. Um, and then I also teach and train other people to do that as well. And I love that part of it. Um, and then I have a little side gig along with that. I'm a freelance makeup artist and I use the Arbon products and um, do a lot of weddings with that. So that's kind of my little side business and they kind of work together. So, yeah. And then your full-time job, of course. As a mom. <laughs> my favorite part of it all. <laughs> yep. I have a, um, a two, two and a half year old Jackson, which is just a crazy busy two-year-old boy. I mean, he's as boy as it gets. So he's always out playing with the puppy and getting into things. And then we have a six-year-old girl who is in, in school, Manisha. So, yeah, they keep me on my toes for sure. <laughs> nice. Love it. They're awesome. So what do you spend most of your time doing day to day? Oh, boy. Um, my days really vary, but um, a lot of picking up after kids, feeding kids, cleaning up. <laughs> um, and then I really work my business in the nooks and crannies um, in my average day. So whether that's like a couple uh, minutes in the morning before they're up or over nap time or, you know, then I about one day a week I have a girl that comes in and our home and helps me out. Um, and that's when I, the day that I usually schedule more appointments and do more things for my business. So my days really fluctuate, but, um, I try to, um, have three main things that I'm focusing on every day and the time of that really varies. But yeah, as a mom, I'm, I'm grateful that I can look into the nuts and crannies, but yeah, that's, I would say a lot of answering, uh, messages, phone calls, taking care of kids, doing normal household duties. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, what is, what is one thing that keeps you awake at night? Oh man. Um, probably just making sure that I'm raising my kids the way that God wants me to and putting enough time mm -hmm. and attention into that and making sure that everything mm -hmm. in my, in my life doesn't take away from that. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, and finally, what do you like to do when you're not working? Um, what do I like to do? I love to play volleyball, love to camp, mm. go out on the boat, hiking. Yeah. Basically anything outside. I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you for sharing a little bit about you and, uh, helping us get to know you a little bit better. Um, so one thing I like to ask from time to time, and, uh, I thought it'd be interesting to get your answer, uh, as we get into it here is what does being uncomfortable mean to you? Oh, that's a good question. Um, hmm. I think doing the hard things that I know I won't enjoy in the moment, but I know that they will get me closer to what I want life to look like or to the end goal. If, I don't know. If, I don't really like to say the end goal, but, um, closer to my goals. Yeah. Hmm. So whether that's making a phone call to someone that I know I need to talk to, but I feel intimidated by or having a conversation with someone that feels uncomfortable, but I know it's something that we need to address, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. Um, well, Warren, I know you have a few questions, so I do. I'll let you uh, have at it. 
Absolutely. Well, welcome to Go Vertical Podcast, Nita. Nita is what we always called her growing up. She'll always be Nita to me, but Juanita is her official name. Um, you've always been a good friend and a good enemy growing up. <laughs> we fought a lot, but we also had a lot of fun together. Uh, there was six of us boys and one sister, and we grew up on a farm. Um, everybody had to work hard. Um, everybody always thought they worked harder than everybody else, but I know that my sister worked really hard raising my youngest brothers and helping mom around the house and also helping with a lot of outdoor chores and stuff and such. So yeah, this is fun to uh, be on the podcast together. And I feel like we should have recorded our monthly phone calls. Uh, we could have probably had quite a few episodes uh, that would have probably been really good. We usually, uh, I don't know if it's every month, but it seems like every couple months probably we, we talk for an hour or two at a time and get into some really good deep conversations, which I really, really appreciate that I have somebody I can talk to and she has somebody she can talk to. But you mentioned some things already um, in your introduction that I really want to talk about because we have a lot of listeners who have young kids. Like we have a ton of listeners who they're our age, okay? They're in their 30s and 20s. And you have two kinds of people. One kind of person is just, it's not driven like us. They work max of 40 hours a week and they spend every night and weekend with their kids. And they probably in some cases actually do a better job of being a parent than some of us driven entrepreneurs. Then on the other side, you have people who want to provide for their family and they have their own business and they work so hard and sometimes neglect even their spouse, but especially their kids because they have a meeting they have to do or they have to go to work. And in the long run, at least financially, um, it seems like they're doing the right thing by providing for their family. So I know this is something that you've had to kind of work through. And now, like looking back, I think you'd probably do a way better job of it at it now that your business is a little more established. But I mean, this is a very basic question, but how do you, you know, that, that time balancing, how do you do the balancing act of just showing your kids that they care because that's all they want to know anyways. They just want to know that mom cares for them. And that can be sometimes five minutes and sometimes it takes two hours. But how do you show Jackson and Nisha that you care while still building your business? And maybe how do you show your husband, your spouse, that you care for him while building your business? I would love to hear a couple tips that you would have for our listeners that are maybe trying to figure out that balancing a little bit. Oh, that's such a loaded question. <laughs> um, I know. I think, and that's something that I've definitely struggled with off and on in my uh, journey. And one thing that I'm super grateful for is I do have mentors and uplines that have kids that are moms that have done a really good job of it. And I see their kids are grown and they have a, an excellent relationship with their kids. And that's been really encouraging of just even, it's not necessarily a business question, but asking them like, I'm sure you felt this way at times. What have you done? And so having, you know, someone that I know I can get really good feedback from has been really helpful. Um, something that I fall back to a lot with my kids is that they don't need us to get as parents to get it right. Even 50% of the time, all they need to know is that mom and dad want to get it right. Um, and so I think even just connecting with my kids on a, like an emotional level of um, when they are upset of like, I understand that you're upset because of X, Y, Z, instead of I'm busy right now, I can't deal with this, but just taking those few minutes or um, Jackson is, he's such a cuddler and he often comes up to me and wants to cuddle on the couch. And obviously I can't do that all day, every day, but even just a couple minutes and then sometimes, you know, 30 seconds in and he's running off to go play with his toys again. He just wants to know that mom's available. So I think just slowing down sometimes enough to do that. And then 
I can't go quicker, get back and actually be effective in what I'm doing instead of constantly battling back and mm. forth. So, um, yeah, those are some, I guess, some more tangible things, but, um, also for as they get older, they understand a little bit more why. So with Venetia, our oldest, she's six and she's understanding a lot more now about money and how we can't just have things. We can't like we bought a puppy earlier this spring that she had a lemonade stand for and um, like connecting that you want awesome. to be able to. Um, I had earned a trip to Cancun earlier this year that I took my mom and her on and like just like showing her and telling her that we're here because mama worked hard because I did, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes you would have liked if I would have just spent more, you know, more time playing with you all day, but I had to go take, you know, a half hour to do something or go to a meeting for a couple hours and then showing her every time she maybe has some gripes about that of like connecting her back to, I do this so that we can do this so that we can have this. So connecting the dots for her there is, is big for sure. Yeah. You made two interesting points, but the the why, you know, I remember growing up, like mom and dad would tell us to do something or we can't do something. We'd always ask them why. Like we always wanted an explanation. I don't know if you remember that or not. But like we just, we were okay with, with the decision they made. We wanted to, why did they make this decision? And I think sometimes we think, like I'm even, th I'm even starting to understand this with like the two and a half year old that we're planning to foster care for. We've done respite care for him quite a bit. And it's like, I'm, he actually gets it when I take the time to explain him why we can or cannot do something. Or I, it actually seems like he, it actually makes a little bit of sense to him. And so it's so easy to say yes or no, but it's like explaining why. And the other thing you said is like, they don't care if you get it right or not. They, they care if you're trying. And it's interesting because we're all in sales. We're in business and our customers often, often they don't hear what we actually say. They just feel how we made them feel, right? So, like, if we say something, that it's, it's an emotional feeling. And I think it's the same way, like, what you said with your kids. Like, if they feel like mom tried, like, they feel loved, and that's all that matters. So I think that's really important. That's something that I'm going to try to remember is, like, okay, if I do this or I tell, you know, my kid or even my spouse that we can't do this because I have to work. Like, how does that make them feel? Does it make them feel like I'm being selfish or does it make them feel cared for because I have to go work to provide for the family and build our business? So, yeah. So would you say that there was ever a time or I guess like when one big thing that you and I both do is like set big goals and then we wait for the last minute to achieve them. Then we have to work our hearts out to try to, you know, the last day we have to make it work. Um, is there ever a time that you like tried to share those goals with your kids or with your spouse to like help them understand why you have to work 20 hours in the next 24 hours to make this goal happen, to get them to like buy into the goal? Is that something that you do? Oh, absolutely. That's huge. Like in the seasons where I knew I had to push really hard for, to hit that big goal. And then I would get an increase in what I would, my income and, you know, different things like that, or going for the last stretch of earning a trip and that kind of thing is a hundred percent getting the family on board, especially my husband being like, I don't want to work like this all the time. I don't want you to think that I will, but if you're okay with it, this is what I would need to do in order to hit this goal. And then, you know, so yeah, a little level out. There. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Nick and I talked about that early on in our, in this podcast, uh, early on the early episodes and, we talked about seasons and understanding the season that you're in. And I, I, we share with my business, it's roof coatings and it's different from both your and Nick's business, but a lot of people listening are in roofing and we have seasons like right now we are in go season. 
and like sharing that with our employees. Um, one of them said the other day, it seems like I never get home before eight o'clock nowadays. And I'm like, well, yeah, but in six weeks, you're going to be home all day because it's going to be snowing. And like helping him understand the season that we're in, because we're pushing way harder now than we did all summer because we don't want our guys to burn out. But like for the next six weeks, we're going to max out. We're going to go all in every day, probably six days a week until the snow flies or until it's too cold, because then we're going to have four months where they get a break. And so understanding like your season that you're in and helping the people around you understand that season, I think is very, very important. So I'm glad I figured you were doing that. Um, but that's, that's something I think it's important is the people that we love that are close to us, that they understand what we're doing. Um, like this podcast, for instance, it's not making Nick and I money. It's, it's costing us money. You being on here is not making you money. It's costing you time, but we can share something that will help somebody else and maybe attract some customers in the future. Absolutely. But taking the time and then helping, like, for me, it's like helping my spouse understand, helping Lauren understand, like, I'm doing this podcast for other people who are listening. And then sharing some of those testimonies with her. Like, I met somebody last week who's a lady in her 60s, and she's like, I listen to every podcast, every episode, and my grandson listens to him, and, and he's not even involved in the business you're involved in. And I was like, what? And it was like, it gave me, like, a new energy to keep making podcasts because, like, the why. And so when the people around you start to understand your why, your goals, like they're going to actually encourage you to keep going. And I've noticed that with Nate, like he's extremely supportive. And I'm sure you probably don't always think that, but from the outside looking in, um, when you're trying to hit your goals, he's very supportive. I never hear him make negative comments. And uh, that's, that's huge because we talked on a couple other episodes about like the wife being like a supercharger to her husband if he's in business. And in your case, your husband has a fantastic job that he absolutely loves. But you're the entrepreneur who has it, has their own business. So it's a little bit, you know, your roles are switched a little bit in your situation than ours. So what does that look like for you? So you're, you're the entrepreneur and your spouse has, your husband has a full time job. Um, what does that feel like? Like it, we have women listening to our podcast too. Like they want to start a business, but they also want to raise kids. What is that like being an entrepreneur, a female entrepreneur who has kids? Like, is that something you had to get over when you first started to even think that you can do it? Or is that just something that you just naturally had the ability and the confidence to go out and do? Or is it still something that you have to like tell yourself, like, I'm a female. Yes, I'm running my own business. Yes, I'm raising kids and I'm still being a good spouse. What's what's that like? Um, there's a lot of places I could go with that. But I guess two words come to my mind is why. Um, and then boundaries. I think those two things are two things I really had to like stay strong on. So go, the why thing of like, okay, say I don't help bring in, help support our fam family financially. What does the alternative look like? What will I, our lifestyle have to look like if we don't have what I bring in? My husband absolutely loves his job and I want him to be able to do what he loves. Um, he is He's someone that's very, we're, we're about as opposite as you can get. <laughs> I love challenges. I love working with people. I love being, you know, pushed out of my comfort zone. Maybe not always in the moment, but I like that. And he's the opposite. He likes routine. He likes to do the same thing. He just, you know, so I love that I get to support him being able to do what he wants, but also take off some of that financial stress and not have him feeling like he needs to do something else or something more or add more to his plate because a big part of that for my why too is for him to be present in our home and for him to not be under stress. So to be able to, to take off some of that load so that he can be there is huge. And so even just reminding each other of that 
when we talk, you know, there's been times when it's not been easy and it felt crazy and hectic and, you know, all that. And so just mm -hmm. having those real conversations of like why I'm doing this and if I wouldn't do it, what would it look like? Um, and that really quickly brings some good perspective to it. And then the boundaries. So for me, as a, uh, my kids and my husband are my number one. I mean, God first and then family. Um, and I've many times told my husband, if if my business is taken away from me being the best wife and the best mom that I can be, then I don't want to do it. Like, I don't want it ever mm -hmm. to for my kids and my husband to feel like they're getting my leftovers. Um, and that's where I think that communication part is so huge. When I am in a season of that, I am pushing really hard and have a lot more on of communicating like, hey, I've got more. You might have to take on more of the responsibility um, or help me out in these ways so that I don't feel as stressed out. So communicating that is huge. And then the boundaries, like, and I have amazing mentors, again, that have helped me in that of when my husband comes home from work, I put my work away and we're a family and I do the wife things and I'm present as much as possible. Like not saying there's never any exceptions, but just having those clean boundaries when, um, Nisha, our daughter gets off the bus. Um, I'm very intentional about, we just have time to connect and talk about her day, do homework, whatever. Like we just have quality time. Um, mom's not on the computer. Mom's not on her phone. Like I try to, so thinking of that, um, <clears throat> the quality versus quantity. So I might not spend all day, every day, all the time. I mean, I'm still very present compared to someone working a corporate job or a, a, a woman working a corporate job. But there are definitely times when I am not available for them, but then being really intentional with the time when I am present for them. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think even like Nick and I, as husbands and dads, and us guys, we have to deal. We have to we have to set boundaries too. It's not that like I think it's easy sometimes to think that, well, you know, if you're a woman, you should be the one taking care of the kids, and you're the homemaker, right? But even us as guys, like when we come home, we have to put the computer and the phone away sometimes mm -hmm. and be intent. The same things you mentioned, those exact same, and we should have the same attitude to our to our wives, like. If my business is take if taking away from our marriage and taking away from our relationship, then it's no good because we all claim Nick claims the same thing: God first, family second, business third. But oftentimes, business likes to creep up on the family, and it's interesting that you brought those points forward as a mom and as a spouse and a female business owner. Those are the exact same things as guys are need to, need to be working on mm -hmm. every day too. So, yeah, it might look a little bit different, but it's the exact same thing. Yeah. And there's so. a, a little point yeah. that I want to add to that, too. I think sometimes we're tempted to just throw in the towel when something, because there were seasons where it felt like it was taking away from me being as president of a mom, or I was tempted to think that I can't be a super good entrepreneur, business owner, and an excellent wife and an excellent mom. Um, and so I think it's going back to like those people that we can plug into, that we can learn from, that have gone on before us. Um, and being willing to get a little uncomfortable and figure out like, well, how can we make this work? How can I have, create some boundaries um, instead of just like, ugh, this is not working for my family. It's not meshing for us. So it must not be meant for me because I know people are tempted mm -hmm. to do that. So I think too, going back to the why, and then also if God called you to it, um, there's going to be a way to figure out where you can do it in a healthy way and do all the things that you're called into well. Absolutely. Love that. Yeah, I think Nick might have a couple of questions too, and then before we go on after after that, I have another topic that Nita and I talked about maybe about six months ago. Um, but yeah, go ahead, Nick. Yeah, um, I just want want to say just about what you were just talking about that I just love that. Um, I think 
just how intentional you are with your family. And I think a lot of people can take note of that because it's something even I've been thinking about a lot lately is it's easy to feel guilty about not working because you think about all the things you have to do and like, oh, I should do this and should do this. And then even when you're with family, you're not really with them because you're thinking about everything else. Um, yep. And I've just been really thinking about that lately, about how it really should be the opposite. Like you should be feeling guilty about not being with your family when you're working um, and really being present and because uh, family is the most important. They're more important than anything. Um, and so that's that's really cool and, and really inspiring to see how you've been able to um, be a successful entrepreneur while keeping your family as, you know, the priority. Um, so, yeah, that's great. Um, one thing I was wondering though is, is, um, how you, how you find your support with everything going on, you know, being a parent and a wife and, um, running a business and, and managing a team. Um, and, you know, you've got all kinds of people who are relying on you, you know, between your kids and, and your team and everybody else. Um, they're looking to you for support. So how do you keep yourself, you know, encouraged and supported um, in the midst of all that other stuff? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, I have multiple things that I do on a regular basis, and that's part of what my day looks like, too. I should have added that in is I try to have a morning routine where I am spending some time with God and filling my cup there. Mm -hmm. um, that's huge mm -hmm. for me. And then we also have weekly um, training calls. Um, so different people that are teaching training, sharing inspiration that I make that a priority to plug in. Um, and part of our coaching is we, we tell people to plug in or die. So it, it is huge and it, it's a big part of the journey and successes because if you're, you're getting negative feedback from people, negative people are going to have negative things to say no matter what you're doing. There's always going to be those negative people out there. And if you're listening to those and not hearing the positive things, um, that can get in your head really quickly. So staying connected. And then um, I have access to yeah mentors, uplines um, that I can you know connect with on a very regular basis that have been a huge support too. And I wouldn't be where I am without them. That's for sure. So, yeah. And then if it gets really, really, really bad, she calls me. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so do you have, I guess, in line with that, um, obviously, the, you know, your uplines and people who are in your industry are really important um, to have as support. Um, do you have like a network outside of like people you can go to who are not, at all related to Arbonne and don't really even maybe understand it, that you can still go to it. Like, is that important to have people outside kind of with an outside perspective or yeah. do you find being more internal is better? I think, um, especially from like a, a mom point of view or a family, a personal life, I have a lot of people outside of my business. Absolutely. That bring a lot mm. of good insight. And, um, I had the honor of having my friend Anna here visiting a couple weekends ago and, she had, she really encouraged me to be on social media more with my business. She's like, I noticed you're not on as much. I miss it. You need to put your, like she, and that was really neat to hear that. Like she's not at all a part of my, my industry, uh, but just encouraging mm -hmm. that and saying like, I like to see it, um, that kind of thing was really neat. So yeah, I think it's good to get perspective hmm. from all different, all different angles. Yep. But be careful though. Absolutely. I mean, obviously you need to take some things with a grain of salt, depending who it's from. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, cool. Yeah, I just interesting to think about because I think sometimes we can get locked into like one thing or the other. Um, yeah. And so, uh, it was just, yeah, just interesting to hear how different people handle and, and making sure they're yeah. getting that diversity of opinions. So. Yeah. Yeah, but not too diverse either. Like yeah. asking ten people the same question will find right. two people yeah. that you that you're gonna listen to their answer no matter what. Like, hey, I trust this person. If I want marriage advice, I'm gonna go to the strongest married guy I know and I'm gonna ask for advice. And then I'm gonna run with it. I'm not gonna ask ten people or post on social media. But then the other side of that is is like if you don't trust somebody right or their answer makes you feel a little funny or their advice is a little off, then you maybe mm-hmm. wanna get that second opinion. Um yeah. That's that's a great topic we could talk about sometime too. But I also see like young people who go around and ask the same question to 15 or 20 people. And it's like, okay, you just wasted 20 people's time. Um, find somebody you can trust and then just ask them the question and then go with it. Mm-hmm. And if it burns you, well, now you know not to trust them next time. But most likely if it's someone you trust and look up to, they're going to give you great advice. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, how do you, this is a little bit of a, a topic transition, um, but I'm just curious to hear, especially in your industry um, where you have kind of a big team of entrepreneurs under you, because um, leadership is, is, so big and there's 18 billion books out there about leadership um that probably all say half of it's the same thing and half of it's like totally different um so how do you i guess how do you lead or what what have you found to be like effective in your in your leadership as you've gone through your journey yeah, that's good. Again, I do feel like I have good role models in that, um, that have taught good leadership skills right from the start. But you also can see sometimes when there's cracks or things that you felt lacking in that you could learn from. Um, so I guess for that, I, I just finished reading the book called The Twin Thieves. Really, really good leadership book. It's very tangible, just in all, whether it's just as simple as being a foreman on a crew or whatever, like anywhere where you're in a position. Um, and I, I feel like that really was um, a bit of just being intentional of kind of um, being the one that is almost the gauge to the temperature of the atmosphere, the attitudes in the room, um, culture. Culture is huge for me. So for me, it's like it's, we're all adults and I don't ever want them to feel like I'm here and you're down there. Um, so just creating like that team culture um, and being intentional with um negativity and things like that and and navigating some of that so doing some of those uncomfortable things doing the things that and also as a leader being the things doing the things that other people aren't willing to do and leading from the front is huge for me i'd much rather lead by example than um just telling them what to do i one thing that i've always from the very beginning is i will never ask my team to do something that i'm not willing to do myself or that i'm uncomfortable doing myself so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I love that. Yep. Um, not to get too deep down the rabbit hole, because I know Warren has another question too, but culture, man, that's such a, like, I think, I feel like we could spend a whole episode just talking about, like, culture and what it is and how to develop it. 
Um, I read a really good book called uh, Delivering Happiness. That was a lot about culture, um, which opened my eyes to a lot of things. But, but I guess just you know to not get too deep into it. But do you have any quick tips on how to build a positive culture, or, or maybe a better question would be how to identify, like, a not a positive culture, and make changes before it gets out of hand because it can kill a business. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's something that I'm really still kind of in the trenches of figuring out right now. Um, even just like a lot has happened in as far as in my team in the last year and a half or so doing with a lot of some of that. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's one of the things that the book Between Thieves talks about is um, being like a cow or being like a buffalo and a, in a storm. Um, have you heard mm. heard this analogy before no so mm, when there's a storm rolling in a big storm rolling in the cows will run from it they'll run away from it um whereas the buffaloes mm. run towards it and the buffaloes mm. running towards it they pass right through it because they're running into the storm and they're not caught anywhere long whereas the cows are running away from it so they're actually kind of moving with it and they end up being in the storm much much longer than the buffalo mm-hmm. um so I guess that's kind of something like that was a really good challenge for me is when there are things to just be direct, to be clear, clear as kind um, about things and not doing it in a public setting, being respectful, um, sandwiching mm-hmm. things, sand- sandwiching is a good concept um, in a genuine way, um, but really focusing on the things that I want as far as in our culture, um, but then having that Buffalo mindset when there are, when there are storms or when there are things of addressing them head on. Um, Mm-hmm. But creating community, like, I think that's huge for a lot of people, um, as far as just in like a team culture, having fun together, not being so serious all the time, not always just talking about business, but really caring about them. I try to, and it doesn't always happen, but if um, moms in my team have um, are in a season where they're having a, a baby, like trying to take them a meal or just taking time to connect with them, how are you doing, you know, that kind of thing where it's just more on a personal level, I think is big showing them that you care more than just from a business standpoint. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's huge. Yeah. That's really good tips. I love the Buffalo. Have a Buffalo yeah. mindset. And just similar. Yeah, I, awesome. I read one the other day. It said cats, cats run away from a fire. Heroes run into them. And it was talking about firemen, but it's mm-hmm. the same thing. Like run into your fire. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. It's great. Well, Warren, I'm excited about this. Well, I think we could do, yeah, but we could talk about culture and leadership. Mm -hmm. Like those are huge, huge hot topics right now. And I've definitely heard people say culture is everything. And I think it's just becoming like a buzzword, but I think people have known that for a long time already, that culture is everything. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about it, if you don't have a culture, people aren't going to stay. If you don't have that community, people are not going to stay. If a church doesn't have a, a culture, people don't, if they don't like the culture or it's a negative culture, it's a dead culture, people are not going to stay. And so I think that culture is a buzzword right now, maybe used too much, but I think for hundreds of years, people have been trying to create culture, maybe thousands mm-hmm. of years, they've been trying to create culture that makes everybody want to like be part of it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something we could definitely talk about in the future a lot more is, is culture and how, what that looks like at your business. So, um, but no, so I wanted to talk to Anita about this. She called me 
I can't quite put a date on it, but a while back and she was like, she was at a crossroads. She didn't know where to turn. And there's probably listeners that are just like, you're either burnt out or you're like, man, the stars are just not aligning. I think I made it. I think I should probably quit. Or you might be in a bad place and you're just looking like you have a positive outlook on it. You're like, I need something right now to like get me out and like help me get through this season, this valley. Um, so my sister called me and she was like, I'm not sure what to do. And she told me like her circumstance she was in. And I would just like to ask her like what she did and kind of um, how she got through that season. And I'm not sure where she's at now compared to where she was then, but I know she got some clarity like really quickly. Um, and I know we have people listening who are at a crossroads in their business and their life, and they're not sure which way to turn if they should quit. It's so easy for some people to quit. But for my sister and I, it's hard for us to quit. Like we were taught to never quit. Like we're stupid enough sometimes to just stick with it way longer than we should, like to a fault. And for other people, they just want a reason to quit. Like they're looking for a reason to quit when it gets hard. So Anita, share a little bit what you did and, and what that did for you. Yeah. So um, I guess I had a little bit of that Buffalo mindset and I just ran it, took it on head on. Um, Warren really encouraged me to find somebody or talk to somebody that was in a place that was doing the things, um, that their business was going in the direction or was, had patterns that I wanted that I was not seeing in my business. So a big one for me was like that duplication factor. Um, and so I did that. I reached out to someone that I is way, 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 way above where I am, um, that I felt like I don't want to waste her time. Um, and she was the most excited to talk to me. I was someone that she had wanted to talk to for a long time, but she was waiting for me to come to her because of the position that things were in, hmm. which was really neat. Um, wow. And so, yes, did bring a lot of clarity. Um, still processing through some of it, but for the most part, it's been just really huge of, um, yeah, just to, to take a couple minutes to reach out to that person. And then she was so excited to talk to me. And I think that's, um, what a lot of people would find themselves in, in that situation. So, yeah. 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 And I had a similar experience. Um, that's why I, that's why I talked to, that's why I shared the information with her. So I had a very, very similar experience. I, I had somebody I wanted to talk to and I'm like, they're going to turn me down. They're not going to have the time of the day for me. They're going to be like, who's this little kid like asking for advice and it was at a conference, which is interesting because the same thing for Nita. She was at a conference and I walked up in the hallway. I caught this guy. And I'm like, I got a quick question for you. And we stood there. He talked to me for over an hour. And this was one of the, it was the fastest growing person in our entire corporate company that we buy products from. We were at a business conference and I was blown away by how much information and how much inspiration this guy gave to me. And the same thing happened to my sister. And so like my encouragement is if you're, if you're next to done and like you don't know where to go in your business, like reach out to that person that you think would never have the time of day for you. Like I challenge you because usually leaders that are way, way up there, if they've been up there for a while, that you look at as somebody who's practically a miracle worker because they seems like nothing can phase them, they've probably seen every challenge that you'll ever face and they've figured out how to handle it. That's how they got there. They're tough. But they're also soft enough to see you as somebody who, hey, is struggling a little bit. And my guess is if you're willing to work with their schedule, 
Like Charles Herbster says this all the time, if anybody in my company is willing to work with my schedule, I will sit down over dinner or lunch with them in person and I will help them through a situation. And I appreciate that attitude so much. And I see that in a lot of leaders. I mean, take Jesus, for instance. He was the perfect leader. He took time for the people his disciples thought were a complete waste of time. And many times in business, like those people that are way up there, those leaders, maybe they're in politics, maybe they're a church leader, maybe they're your, a local leader that you think would never have time for you. They actually take the time. And so I thought it was really cool because my sister called me. She's like, I got so much clarity. And she's like, I know what I want to do now. And I know. And that person just like, they knew exactly what my sister was going through. And so I don't want you guys listening to this to miss out on that. Before you quit, I challenge you to go to somebody who has exactly what you want, that has achieved exactly what you want with your business. And I challenge you to sit down with them and talk to them for an hour or two. And I guarantee you, you will get clarity. And the clarity might be for you to quit or it might be for you to keep going. So I really wanted Nita to bring that up. And I'm really excited that she was able to start that relationship um, with this mentor now of hers. And that's really a lot of part of Lauren and I's story that we maybe haven't shared a lot of yet is just reaching out to people that were levels above us and they poured into our lives. And uh, I'm forever grateful for that. So, yeah. Can we also, just for a second, touch on the fact that this person said, I have been waiting for you to contact me. Like, how amazing is that? That this person that you thought was unreachable was like, I've been that waiting. Is, All yeah. you had to do was like, reach out and imagine the missed opportunity if you never would have Yeah. like this person is waiting to pour into you and if you never would have taken that step like you could have missed out on all yeah. that it was extremely um, validating like she's like I've, I've been noticing you for years and when I came to her with some of the things that I was struggling with or concerned about she's she 100% got it and here I was in my mind being like am I just overthinking it am I being too this too that do I just need to continue trusting them but she 100% mm -hmm. like got it and she wasn't just like you know encouraging me like oh that sucks poor you but it was like I got you and we can do mm -hmm. it differently than that uh, because like the definition of insanity is to keep repeating the same thing and expecting different results um, and that's, I think, where yeah. I was at. It was just like, I don't want to, I want better results. I don't want to just keep repeating what I've been doing. And so, um, yeah. yeah. And it's interesting awesome. that they didn't like, they don't have the time to reach out to every single person. So it's like they waited. Um, mm -hmm. Rod Levesey says, you know, it's, it's a kind of a brutal way to put it. But he says, imagine like all the people on your team, if you have a large company or you have a network of people you work with, imagine them all in like a 55 gallon drum and your arm can only reach down by three quarters of the way and just grab whoever jumps the highest and ask for the most help, like help those people because they need it the worst. The other people that are down in the corner in the dumps that you know need help, if they're not willing to get up and jump and ask, they're probably not ready for your advice anyways and your help. And so I, I never forgot the way he put that as like, who whoever jumps the highest helps them whoever asks for the most and you jumped you jumped as high as you possibly could and just got a hold of them and they were waiting they had their arm down there waiting on you but until you jump they're like i can't i can't reach you and so i i always thought about that and yeah you brought that up again it's like they were just waiting they were waiting for you to say can you please help me yep. and so that is that's a great challenge for us it when we when there's somebody who we look up to, who 
we know has good advice. Just go ask. It's not a sign of weakness to ask for help. It's a sign of strength and humility to go up to somebody and say, would you please help me? There's nothing wrong with that. Our pride, our flesh says, don't do it. They're going to think you're begging. But no, there's nothing wrong. If you're at the end of your rope, go ask somebody. And that might not even be in your business. It might be in your spiritual life, your marriage, your life with your kids. Like reach out to somebody. And maybe it's reaching out to Nita. Maybe it's reaching out to Nick or myself or somebody else we had on the podcast that's specific to to what you're going through. You know, we had a great episode last week with a guy who talked about faith and just believing and being bold with our faith. And maybe you're not being bold with your faith. Maybe reach out to Kyle from our last episode and say, would you please help me? I need to learn how to be more faithful or how to have more faith. And maybe you're at the end with your kids and we'll give out Nita's information. She's okay with it. Maybe you can send her an email or a quick text and say, I don't know what to do. I'm like, I'm trying to run my business, but my relationship with my kids is horrible. And, um, you know, Nita gave us some really good ideas today and, and some things that I want to implement um, once I have children. And so, yeah, I think this has all been really great. I'm really, really thankful that you hopped on here. And it's kind of like we talk about every episode. It's like we're sitting around at the coffee shop and we're just finding stuff to talk about and having meaningful conversation. And, and we have an audience, which is great. And so if this helped you, if this podcast, like this episode specific, if it's helped you, or maybe you think of somebody that can help, um, send it to them. And uh, I'm sure that, you know, yeah. God's going to use it one way or the other. So, yeah, it's great. I love that story. And I know, and it's a quote, it's a quote that I read. I'm going to, I'm going to, then I'm going to turn it back to Nick. It said, the difficult times you're going through today one day will become part of your story that will be a lifeboat for somebody who's watching you, who's, who's looking up to you. It will become part of your story. You're going to share this valley you're going through, this difficult time, which you just did. You shared about how you got through that. It's going to be, so, so when you're going through a difficult time, if you stick with it and you're in a leadership position, one day that's going to be the lifeboat. That's going to be the, the saving rope you throw out to save somebody and say, I went through it. Just stick with it. Just just grab a hold of the rope. I'll help you, and we're going to get through this. So, yeah, I love it. So good. Yeah. Yep. It's great. I feel like um, cows would stay at the bottom of the barrel and buffaloes would jump also. <laughs> just, you know, bring, the, bring it around. <laughs> I don't know how high buffaloes can jump, but probably, <laughs> probably higher than cows. They probably try a little harder than the cows. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, anyways. Well, I think, Warren, unless you have any uh, last things, I think we're ready to transition into our lightning round. Absolutely. All right. Well, Juanita, you know what's coming. So uh, let's just dive into it. Um, what is the number one thing any business owner needs to know? Hmm. Let me think about this one a second. relationships matter hmm love it that's all that's good okay what is the best thing you've done to find new customers um i think just building a good reputation having really excellent customer service knowing that people are going to get the best when they come to me yeah mm. yeah uh favorite uh book on entrepreneur entrepreneurship or leadership Ooh. Favorite book. 
one that comes to my mind is leaders ask great questions. I think that's the title. Um, okay. I believe so. I can, I can double check when we get off of here, but I know that was a huge one for me. With, with Do you know, do you remember the author? Um, Warren's looking it up. He'll find it. I'll look yeah. it up. Leaders I'll, ask I'll, great I'll, questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, that, uh, yeah. What is your favorite tool or system you use for managing your business? Favorite tool? Um, I use Photofy a lot, which is, um, for me, it helps create like templates for um, invites and things like that. Yeah. I mean, outside of what? What's it called? Photofy. Photofy. That would be a, probably the app that I use most outside of what my company offers. Like we have a couple apps directly for like Arbon that I use the most, but the Photofy one would be one that I, yeah, would use a lot. Okay. Um, what is the strangest marketing tactic you've used either in team building or in selling your products that actually worked? Hmm. <laughs> Boy, I'm not sure about that one. The strangest tactic. Any? Maybe you haven't used any, but <laughs> maybe Warren can think of some, but I can't think of. I'm trying to think of some that I would have done. <laughs> I mean, you've done a ton of social media and then just in-person presentations, which is what we do with our business too. And it's she's done a phenomenal, phenomenal job. She's done a great job with social media marketing. So I use my babies yeah. and my husband. Maybe that's a little. Crazy, oh, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. You do yep. use them. <laughs> Using your kids to get the, yep. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, okay. And finally, what is the number one thing you can do to differentiate yourself? Hmm. I think just being the best out there, like having the best customer service and caring about hmm. the details for people, caring what they care about. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Love it. It's great. Um, so we have an answer. It's Leaders Ask Great Questions by John Maxwell. Yeah. So it's a Maxwell book. So it's great. Add that to your reading list if you're listening. As uh, We should start a Go Vertical uh, reading list. Um, that'll be at the top of the list. I need this book. <laughs> um, anyways, well, thank you for sharing. Uh, that was that was awesome. Um, I'm going to check out Photofy and just see what it's about because I'm always... I have shiny objects in Jerome. I like to check out new things and just see what's going on. Um, So what, uh, what's coming up in, you know, the next three to four months for you? Uh, Anything you're excited about? Um, Well, my husband and I are leaving on Sunday for a trip that I earned through the company that I'm with in Punta Cana. So Mm. that's a a really near future thing that we're really excited about and my parents bless their hearts are coming in from missouri to be with the kids so i think that's about the only way that i can be away them from them for a whole week and actually enjoy it and not be anxious about what's happening with them so that's something we're really excited about yeah yeah you're taking me with right i mean anytime (laughs) hey you just said your guys will work until eight at night and you're gonna take off on vacation (laughs) one Uh, but I would say in a broader Uh, spectrum I'm just really excited for the growth that I that I'm setting myself up for we have a lot of mm. um a lot of seeds that have been planted in the last couple weeks that I see are already beginning to sprout into something and I'm I'm just really I'm super excited I probably one of the things I get most excited about is helping new people that actually want to get started so I'm I'm really Mm -hmm. pumped to have some of that happening and then yeah beginning to happen and sprout up so 
Awesome. Love it. Um, so how can people reach out if someone is interested in learning more about um, anything you've talked about, you know, from being a parent um, or a mother in business uh, to just business or leadership and developing a team to maybe even someone is interested in um, possibly, uh, you know, starting their own business in in your product line, um, what's the best way for people to get in touch? Um, I'm very present or active on on Instagram, um, and then texting, calling. I'm always open for that too. I'm on Facebook some. I don't use Facebook as much, but I see my messages on there as well. So really, any of those platforms. Yeah. Okay. What What did they look up on Instagram? Did they just look up Winnie the King, or what can they put uh, on Instagram? My Instagram handle is Nader's Wifey, so it's N A T E R Z Wifey. Yeah. Got it. Awesome. Might not sound the Love most it. professional, but I've talked about changing it and people are like, no, 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 we know you as that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that way nobody will chase you because they know you're already taken. There we go. Yeah. It definitely <laughs> sticks in your sticks in your head too. Yeah, it's good. Um Well, as we wrap up, um what is the last question I always like to ask? What's the number one piece of advice? you give to any entrepreneur who's starting who's looking to start their own business um keep your vision zoomed out don't just think about today but be willing to see things from a a a long-term perspective as well but then be willing to break it down and do the daily things the Mm -hmm. long-term vision but Mm. figure out your daily steps that you need to to take to do to get there and then be willing to get uncomfortable yeah it's great. That's awesome. Love it. That's phenomenal. Um, cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This is great to have you um, and uh, hear a little bit. It was also great to have um, a female on and hear that perspective of being a mother and, uh, and a leader. That was really cool. Um, and so thank you so much for sharing, um, sharing that. Uh, Listeners, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you guys for following us and uh, and um, sticking with us week to week. Uh, so as always, make sure you um, follow or subscribe. Uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And uh, we look forward to continuing to bring you uh, hopefully great and valuable content. Absolutely. With that, with that being said, let's all uh, this week challenge is to go out there and uh, be a buffalo and ask uh, someone who you think is uh, maybe doesn't have the time of day for you if if uh, they could sit down with you just reach out take that step um, and uh, doing all that will help you to go vertical so let's right. do it let's go vertical thanks Nita thank you Nick